Hello. How's it going? You know, living a good life. Actually. Enjoying vacation? Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'm going to be in Mississippi, and I'm pretty sure that I'm having a fabulous time. Probably a little intoxicated. It is family-oriented, so that will be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for future me. I'm pretty sure that I'm having a blast because. Well, that's when you just read a memo. Oh, and for our awesome listeners, um, we're doing this episode in advance because I'm going to be in Mississippi and intoxicated and I don't want to let you down. So we're going to do yeah. this while I'm drinking at home and mm-hmm. I still have my wits about me. Yes. So. So future Recording me, early. right now, when you ask me how my week's going, I'm pretty sure that I am just having a blast in Mississippi, chilling at the ocean with my feet in the sand. You mean the Gulf? Well, yeah. Yeah, Mississippi does not touch any ocean. The it's Gulf definitely... is technically a tiny ocean. I'm going to need you to go back to school <laughs> and learn you know the difference a between a sea a and ocean. Water, like... <laughs> We're just calling it an ocean. All right. Okay. Yep. And Sabrina's very already junked up vacation life. I got the She's hanging out by the the ocean. I'm hanging out. Called the Gulf of Mexico. I'm hanging out by the Gulf of Mexico, a.k.a. my ocean, because that's probably the only thing I'm going to get close to. Um, Hanging out on a beach. How's that? There's sand. There's water. Mm -hmm. It's a beach. Fuck you. I'm on it. She's going to. She's going to have her Yeti cooler with her Michelob Ultras, hopefully some Coronas and Lime. Well, yeah. If she was cool, she'd be drinking Moscow Mules because even though my friend Bree told me that's an old lady drink, I fucking love them. Okay. You obviously don't like Moscow <laughs> Mules. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had one. They're really good. They're, and you can make fruity versions and those are also good. I actually got my sister-in-law hooked on them. Oh. Yeah. If you can when they on another alcoholic drink, you'll have to hear from my husband because I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm an alcoholic. I probably am, but that's okay. Uh, as long as you're not letting it affect your life, I think you're good. You're more of in like that social drinking. No, not it's not social drinking. What am I thinking? Fuck you. I had a long week. I'm having a beer. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you're an adult. You can do what you want. That's true. God yeah. help. As long as you're not going out driving. Like causing chaos, wrecking bars. I think you're okay. Jeez, I haven't been to a bar. Since we were in high school and had teas on our hands? <laughs> <laughs> I actually met my husband in a bar, so it's been a little after that. But Oh, yeah, okay. Well, was it a sports pub or was it a bar bar? Uh, It was kind of like a pub. It was yeah, okay. the Players Club, I think is what it was called. Ooh, Sabrina's a poet. I think it's called the Players Club. Uh, it's, it was off McCann. It shut down, but they were having karaoke night. I feel like all of the bars on McCann have shut, have down. shut down. Yeah. Or yeah. renamed them, rebranded. Apologize. Yeah. Rebranded. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. I prefer to drink at home where it's safe and I don't have to get on the car and I don't have to deal with people. Yeah, but Future is about to be drinking on a beach. Fuck yeah. Yes. Alone. That'd be fun. No, I don't think you'll be alone. No. You just said it was a family a event. Family so. event, so I'm sure that family will be there. Thanks, family. Thanks for ruining my zen. Just kidding. It's I still not you. kind of tubing down the river, but it'll it'll do. We need to do that this summer. Uh, well, this summer's coming up quick. Um, 
you know, I think we've already passed. Well, this, no, June is the summer June, solstice. This actually comes out June 5th. So we're, we're in June. So let's, uh, wow. You look offended. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out what fucking summer you're talking about. Cause this one's about to be here yeah. and gone. And we both have plans for most of the summer. Well, there's like that. Don't there are these little windows correlate. between those plans. Oh, yes. We could probably plan for next summer. Well, shit. That's like a whole nother year from now. It'll go by fast. You're, you are, you are absolutely <laughs> correct about that. <laughs> It'll go by so fast. All right. Well, uh, future me is probably super annoyed about having to wake up stupid early for a week straight. God, 7.30. I have to be at work by 7.30. Oh, so you have to get up at like 6. Oh, my God. Yes. So it takes me about an hour to get ready because I don't rush getting ready in the morning. And of course, I got to put on my war paint. So I'm prepared for the day. And then um, I'm trying to be better at getting up and working out because I always feel better after I work out. And by the end of the day, you're already like mentally just drained and working out is not in my game plan. That would be better for me to work out after my day Mm. because I can just put music on and just fucking tune out the world. Like I I could do that. But the minute I walk in and take my uniform off, like it's pajamas straight Mm -hmm. away. Well, I work in pajamas, so, so. I just, I don't know. That and I shower in the morning. So if I wake up, work out, shower, like I'll probably be a happier human. It's just getting used to. Well, like you'd have work. to get up at like four o'clock in the morning. Five. I usually t- I work out for about 45 minutes. Ooh. I do about 30 minutes of cardio and then like a 15 minute, like a quick um, zone workout. So funny story. Uh, you know, Sam yeah. had her baby little baby Kennedy and uh Sam was gonna go for a walk and the first walk she took Kennedy on Kennedy just hated life (laughs) screamed cried and I said you know what she is definitely my niece because she hates working out about as much as I do and she's not even a week old or two weeks old like this baby knows well your sister lives in Texas too yeah yeah she lives in the Dallas area Ugh. like the summer is going to be really the summer in texas is always so brutal like it's oh do you guys have the cicada thing going on if we do you, i don't know you about would it. know about but it they, they're not in my house yeah no yeah they're, they're not supposed to be happening here and i have yet to hear them and like you remember what cicadas sound because i think the last you know mass coming out of the ground bullshit they did we were kids middle school i think yeah high school weren't they like at every football like game one year? years ago so whatever that math is it's like every 12 12 to 17 years they come out so we're we're yeah due? so is this year they're saying? supposed to come out but like in thousands like it was supposed to be so loud in some areas that it was as loud as jet noise that's why i asked if wow. you guys had them because it was we were supposed to get them here as well and i have yet to hear them and this dog that's barking outside is really gonna peeve me off yeah, but well, the that. last time so. a dog was barking outside, it picked up in the in the thing. Look, don't become son of Sam. The dog's not telling you to go commit murder. No, but the like so might murder the human that owns the dog for not telling his dog to shut up. You are interrupting my podcast, Mister Lady Person, whoever's outside with their dog. I mean, you you got it all, Mister yeah, Lady I, Person. I love just it. In case. Don't just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let that one go. <laughs> It's too confusing. So, too confusing. But yes. But um, I'm sure future me will be pretty grumpy for a week. 
or maybe two. It'll take a well, little while good. to get used to. Oh, yeah, but you got this. You got this. You're gonna get up. You're gonna work out. You're gonna shower. Dunkin' Donuts and get your coffee. I've never been so spoiled by a schedule in all my life, but if COVID hours were my ideal work schedule, like, I had it covered. Even 11 to whatever fuck it in the time at night that it takes for eight hours, like, I would even settle for that. Oh, no, I work 10 hours. 11 to 10. But I would also, on the note of being healthier, uh, me and one of my coworkers were talking about this, and, like, your body is already on a natural rhythm. And working a night shift throws that rhythm off. A lot of people, we noticed like a lot of people that were working the evening shift were doing unhealthier habits like graze eating or eating junk food because what the hell's open at 11 o'clock at night when you get off work? Nothing. I felt like I thrived when I worked night shift, but I'm a night person. I've always known I'll agree. Like I was awake. I felt happier. But at the same time, like my healthy habits were dwindling. Dwindling. Because I was, like, 20 yeah. minutes before bed, I'll, I'll fucking go eat, you know, two servings of cereal because that's what I want to do. You know, so it's really yeah. hard because they always tell you, you know, you know, cut off your meals at 6 p.m. or three hours before bed. That gives your body time to process it. But at the same time, like, 20 minutes before bed is a terrible habit. So that, like... I'm guilty. And sometimes it's hard. Although we did good. The last time we went grocery shopping, we got oranges, apples, bananas, watermelon. And grapes, and I've been snacking on those because I've noticed, like, working at home, there's something about working at home where you just want to snack 24-7. Nothing will fill me up unless I eat, like, something unhealthy. So whenever I get snacky, I just go, like, we bought one of those huge watermelons, and I had my husband cut it up, and I've already eaten, like, half of it. Well, I ate, like, half of it in, like, a week because it was just so good, and it's so... It's so much there. It's so full of water that it doesn't yeah. really, you know, matter. So you have to try to mentally repay, replace like chips or crackers yeah. or with healthier foods. And if that's all you have. Well, yeah. And that's another conversation like my husband and I were having the other day is there's there's studies about it as well. But humans are addicted to that crunching feel. So like with apples and oh. watermelon, like I can understand where the you know psychology behind that would you know yeah i never even thought about that satisfy your i didn't even know that was a thing yeah it is that's why chip manufacturers are so popular because humans are addicted to the way that crunching feels even though a lot of chips and stuff aren't feeling or healthy or it's just the fact that that's we enjoy that in our mouth like it's just a psychological thing all right shout out to chip (laughs) companies real quick Fill your fucking bags with chips, all right? If I buy a bag of chips, I want it full. Yeah. Like, what's that? What's like, you're buying You guys half need to get bag. on Pringles level. The other half is air. Yes. Yes. So, anyway. But yeah, anyway. Uh, well, at least future you is having a great time. We can definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely future recap. you, yeah, are, you're going to get there. And I'm having a beer for you right now. Thanks. And yeah, it's going to be okay. Shortly after I go yeah. on vacation, so. Yeah. I mean, you're what weeks away yeah. when this comes out? A uh, week, couple weeks. weeks. Let me look. I have, I yes, people. I have Sarah's schedule. I have to yeah, know where she is at all times. Yeah, yeah so weeks. that's not too bad. Like by the time I get used to my schedule, I'll fuck it up again on vacation. Yeah, and traveling back in time. It works. Adulting, adulting is hard. You're gonna love. It. <laughs> adulting is very hard. 
Nobody told us that. No, it was that's not be true. I think our parents tried to warn us, like, don't grow up too fast, enjoy your childhood. And we were like, no way. We want to drive cars and smoke cigarettes. And yeah. Oh, is that what yeah. they were saying? Because I heard blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Just you wait till you grow up. You'll understand. Okay, mom, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It's that okay, mom, whatever <laughs> that really kicked us in the ass. We should have listened. But we did not. We knew better, clearly. Clearly. Because, you know, 13-year-olds always know better. Oh, especially 13-year-old to, like, 17-year-olds. I knew it all. Oh, yeah. Duh. Duh. I'd go back and kick my 13-year-old self in the ass. Right? It's all right, though. We did have good times. Oh, yes. I don't know how we're still alive. Bowling nights were great, except for that one time. But we won't get into that. I will forever leave that, like, hang that over years and Austin's and fucking Samantha and whoever else left me. Look. On the corner. Not my fault. Somebody had a curfew and I had to get them home in, like, 30 minutes. And I didn't know you were going to, I didn't know all that shit was going to go down. A lot of shit went down, listeners. <laughs> a lot of shit went down. Sarah's really butthurt about yeah, it. Still. But nobody went to jail. Nobody went to jail. Okay. No. Though the, the. Sheriff did not believe me, so he pulled each individual person out of my fucking vehicle. Well, you had, like, the fucking clown car. Hey, you know, people have done worse in that little tiny town, okay? Right. <laughs> God forbid I had one extra person. But at the same time, like, it's probably good because who is, like, who knows what could have happened. So, safety first. Safety, safety first, first, people, and always wear your seatbelt. Are we going to get the perfect pour? Let's see. Let's see. That's all I got. Now it's all foamy. That works. Maybe we can make that a little thing. We'll see. Maybe. I'll, I'll get us. All right. I know that I will. Anyways. uh, Yeah. That was good times. Good times. Welcome. To another episode. Oh, another one? Of Coffee Chaos Chatter. What? I think we're sitting at six now. So that we're doing good. Yes. And we're we're making leaps and bounds. Slowly, slowly getting slowly. listeners. I'm having a blast. Yeah, though. this is fun. six episodes in. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. And can I tell you the best part of this? Honestly, for me, yeah. I get to talk to you every, like, once a week. I have missed your fucking face so bad. You're an asshole. Why'd you have to leave? Me? Um, Why'd we have to grow yeah, up? Yeah, why, why did we have to grow up? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure you left me first because I'm pretty I sure I was still in Gilmer and you were off yeah. navying somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I did leave okay. first, but I'm in your face. Yes. And I'm so proud of you. You are doing amazing. Aww. And I am so happy that I get to talk to you once a week. Yeah, and this is all so. because I called her extremely drunk on New Year's. Just Oh my god. Like the podcast wasn't part of the plan, but us talking more was part of the plan for sure but sabrina has made this great like i was skeptical about the podcast won't lie but i have actually had a lot of fun (laughs) it took me months yes and actually mom and ma and i uh talked about that when she called me uh i was like no you don't understand I, it took me months because you always had something going on and I didn't want to push it because I was afraid if I pushed it too hard, you would like be like, okay, this is ridiculous. Stop fucking talking to me. 
So I'd wait a couple weeks and then I'd hit you back up. <laughs> you'd tell me what's going on. So then I'd wait a month or two. I'd hit you back up. Yeah. I just wore you down. Like I just had to do a little bit of research, find time to do research. And sure. with my current assignment, like I'm not stressing out about deployments and stuff. So not yet. No. There's there's possibilities to do deployments or travel in the future, but we can definitely plan around that. Oh yeah. We'll make it work. Yes. We will make it work. So, um, uh, like always, this is a secret topic episode. And there's no telling what Sabrina's going to talk about, though. I still think that there's going to be a time that we cross topics and it'll be the same topic. I just feel it in my bones, and it'll be hilarious if it's this topic, but we'll see. Maybe not. Well, I will tell you that my topic for this week is under the murder category. Yeah, so is mine. Oh, so it could be this topic. I guess it really depends, like, where in the world. Double dose of murder. Uh, Mine is actually in Texas. Oh, we do not have the same topic, because mine is in Germany, so. Oh, well, that'll be Still doing the world travel thing. Gotcha. All right. So, um, do you want me to kick it off first or do you want to kick it off first? Like it does, Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters. It just, you know. I don't think it does. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Since you kind of did the intro. Coffee kiss chatter. Here we go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so. You said it. So. I got this. Like aggressive, but excited. Well, I tried. it was quite the mix. I, I really, that was a, a think on my feet moment. So we'll see if it happens again. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> um, I found this article. Uh, well, I ran across this article. And I actually did this when we first started our podcast. So we're reading these this article together. We? For the first I'm time. not reading this yes. article. Well, I'm reading this article, but we're both going to be surprised oh, okay. because it's been a while. Okay. And it was one of those things like, oh, shit, I need to have another topic on hot standby. Um, but this is a really interesting story, and I wanted to do a story about it. So I decided to just take this one article because it had a lot of information on it, and it was from the DallasNews.com. Okay. And it was written by Charles... Scudder and Dana Brenham. Okay. Um, in 2001. Uh, this is about Am- Amber Hangerman. Do you know who she is? No. Sounds like a really angry name, though. Uh, well, Wait, I say no. Until you start talking about it, I probably do. I am terrible with names. She is actually the reason that we have the Amber Alert. Okay, no, I do not. No. Okay, so... Uh, when she was nine years old, she vanished on January 13 in 1996. She was out riding her bike in a parking lot and someone kidnapped her and it, she was eventually found murdered. Uh, but we'll get into that. This article was actually written with, uh, Sergeant Ben Lopez. He was the lead detective on this case. He was not the first. I think he was the second lead detective on this case. What happened to the first one? Uh, the first one retired. It's, it, I kind of got out of order there. Got, I jumped a little bit ahead of myself. But he was a patrol officer at the time 
driving around Arlington, he was actually looking for a black pickup that was connected to her disappointment uh, disappearance. And uh, he noticed that a lot of media vans were lined up, and that's when he realized the seriousness of this case. He said he remembers seeing that and knowing right away that this was a real stranger abduction, which is really uncommon for abductions. Usually it's somebody the child knows. And, of course, everybody was hoping to find Amber alive at the time. Um, A few days later, after, or a few days later, Amber was found dead in an Arlington Creek bed. No one has ever been arrested for her kidnap or murder in a quarter of a century since it all happened. And this article came out, I believe, right before the 25th anniversary. They're still holding on hope that the case can be solved. Uh, For the first time, police are actually stating that they have DNA evidence and that someday with the new technology that has helped solve other profile cases uh, could help uh, find her killer. So they're they're still very hopeful in this case, which is really it's not really strange for a cold case. But to have so as active as this case is, it's uh, very interesting that. They still haven't found this person yet. The article goes on to say that the case has not strayed far from Lopez's mind ever, uh, who later served. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to get there, people. We're getting. All right. So the first detective uh, on the case was Jim Ford. He led the investigation before his re- retirement in 2010. Then Lopez uh, took the case as a homicide detective. And now. The case is under um, Detective Grant Gil- Gillian, who is in charge of building tips that still regular come in uh, about this case, which is really, really odd for so many tips to still be coming in for such a cold case. So, but that's really cool. That, like the, the time period, because the 25th anniversary would have been this year, right? Did I math that right? At the t- would be 2011 2021 we're in 2021 oh 2020 would have been 25 wait hold on no it would have been this year you're right it would have been this year my math is all over the place thank you alcohol yeah yeah okay yeah so this year would have been 25 years um and there's still regular tips are still regularly coming in about amber's case like that's really hard to imagine, like, this many years later, there are still tips. Like, what tips could there possibly fucking be? People that saw something and didn't come forward at the very beginning, maybe? Why would you wait uh, so long? Being scared that the person would come back and off you? I, I don't know. It's so strange. Like, these kind of cases really confuse me because you constantly, like, it's, this is probably not the only case that has continuous tips still coming in. But, like, oh, for sure. what the fuck, man? I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just, anyway, I, I don't know. It's just but I definitely, <laughs> I understand your frustration there because, I mean, these detectives can only do what they can do yeah and if they reach out which i'm sure these detectives have reached out to everybody they can think of and you didn't talk at the time they reached out i feel like 
like you're the reason this case still isn't solved. You should divulge the information you know or call an anonymous line. They have a million anonymous lines that you can call. Anyways. Well, um not only that, like, sorry, but No, you're good. This far past the event happening. Like there's no right, way right. you remember the details properly. Like your brain has oh, already yeah. filled in pieces and made up yes. things to make the story make sense. So Yes. Oh, come on, people. Okay. I'm done. Unless you like write it down. Which, detail. If people aren't calling to give that information, who's to yeah. say they're writing it down? Like Ugh. Okay. So what happened to Amber led to changes in how child abductions are handled nationwide. Her dramatic kidnapping and killing sparked a national attention and calls for quicker response to report missing children. Um, and I've got a bunch of pictures uh, that I am going to post. Some of them are very sad. Uh, but, well, I say a bunch of pictures. I have a few. Like, I have one of her memorial pictures. And I actually have a picture of her. And she's such a cute little girl. Like, so cute. Um, but anyways, the Amber Alert was developed in the years after her crime, and it is named for, for her. Mm -hmm. So such a tragic event had to happen for us to get the Amber Alert. And we all know when that phone goes off, your heart sinks because you know somebody's child is in danger. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of go into a little bit on what the Amber Alert is and how we actually get those alerts which I thought was really interesting. And I felt like this would be a really good way to honor uh, Amber Hangerman because her parents did something and they were able to get this wonderful alert going on. Yeah. Um, the Amber Alert was uh, developed and named for her. Okay. So across the country, 988 children have been found safe through the Amber Alert system as of May 2020, according to the Justice Department. That is, to me, amazing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, oh, it bounced back. So, hold, please. We'll come back to the Amber Alert. But since Amber's kidnapping, Arling Arlington police have received about seven thousand tips on her case. It is rare for a department to get tips on cold cases, but Amber's case is different. Lopez says. More tips come in about what may have happened to Amber uh, than any other cold case. <clears throat> Anytime an anniversary date comes up or if it's a similar crime elsewhere in the country, uh, those kind of things will spark someone in the public to call us, <clears throat> which is very strange to me. Strange, yeah. That's like the whole. That, it kind of sounds like how does the whole town have amnesia? Isn't that what it sounds like? Like, oh, I remember this. I need to call. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, it's infuriating me, actually, the fact that they're still there's getting still shit thing. coming in. <laughs> and, like, again, like, the brain has already gone through and filled in pieces or made up stories because, you know, you read about the event online and then you sleep a few fucking years and then you're like, oh, that oh, Amber yeah. person, man, I remember something happened and then they call. Like, come on, people. Yeah. So these tips are important, but what makes the cold case so difficult um, is that the first days following the homicide, many of the elements, elements of the investigation cannot be recreated or investigated. 
The man who actually witnessed Amber's abduction has since died, so they can't go back and re-interview him. But he did give them a lot of details, which was really cool. Um, The facts of the case are much as the same as they were in 96. Amber was riding her bike in the parking lot of an abandoned grocery store where her brother, with her brother, I'm sorry, when a man in a pickup truck snatched her from the bike, pulling her into the truck and driving away. Uh, The only witness reported that Amber screamed and tried to kick her kidnapper. Her body was found four days later. So that, those are the facts that they were able to get out of the actual eyewitness. Um, And they can't go back and ask him, do you remember anything else about the truck? Do you remember, you know, anything? So unfortunately they just have that statement to go off of. Is the is the person her brother? That kidnapper? No. The the eyewitness. No, no, it's not her brother. So where the fuck was her brother? Um You said they were riding the bikes together in the parking lot. Like did he go around the corner to pee or something? Uh you know, I read where her brother her, her brother went home. And she was still hanging out by herself? She was still riding riding the bike her brother went home and that's when she was kidnapped i don't know i know i don't know why i know that hold on the brother went home why do i know that i think i read that in another article yeah that's fine it's just the brother went home it was getting late the brother went home and she wanted to stay a few minutes later still riding her bike around the parking lot that's why the brother didn't see what was going on okay that's what happened. Yeah, uh, you know, I knew I read why, and it wasn't in this article, but that's what happened. Hey, you just said that she was riding her bikes with her brother, and the only eyewitness this this guy gave details, and I'm like, wait, what? Touche, touche. <laughs> My bad. My bad. That's all on me. Um, police described the suspect as a white or Hispanic male who was at the time in his 20s or 30s. Uh, he was under six feet tall and medium build, and had black or brown hair. So, pretty much, it could be anybody. anybody. Especially in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yes. Uh, the vehicle he drove was a full-sized, fleet, single-cab black pickup, which could be any truck in Texas, uh, with a short wheelbase. Uh, it was in good condition at the time, with no visible damage, no chrome or striping. Had a clear rear window. Um. And that's their description. So you can understand why this particular case in Texas is so difficult to uh, yeah. solve. Because, I mean, that could be any male in Texas, quite literally. Um, and let's see, 20 or 30s at the time, that would leave them in their 40s to 50s now. Yeah. So, oof. Um, the description that they had from the first day uh, has not changed. So as many times as they went back to interview the original eyewitness, it never changed. The description of the vehicle and what the man saw never once changed. So that leads to let the police know he was telling the truth about what he saw, which is awesome. Um, I mean, there's no reason to lie about anything, but 
Um, other local cases have seen breakthroughs, including the arrest, uh, including the arrest in September in the 74 slaying of Carla Walker, a teenager in Fort Worth. Um, so they, the detectives hold out hope for Amber's case, and they're always looking at the advancements in technology that could possibly help her family find the answers as to who killed their daughter, clearly. Um, in the Carla Walker case, the police used uh, genealogical DNA testing. Uh, so they did the uh, 23andMe DNA testing. And, uh, and that's also what they used to catch the Golden State Killer in 2018. They submitted the DNA to the genealogists and found a family member that matched that DNA to find the killer. Wow. So, yeah, they, I mean, that's smart thinking. I'm just saying. That's so pretty smart. good. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, have you, did you not know about the Golden State Killer? No, like, I didn't realize you could use somebody, like, a family's DNA to match. Like, it just, I would have never thought. Yeah, so that. that's how, I mean, they've caught a lot of, well, they've caught those two that yeah. I've read. Uh, doing that and I I think I remember something when the Golden State Killer was caught uh, there was some kind of legal thing that the pros are the not the prosecutors the what am I thinking of the other lawyers were trying to say like you can't legally do that but there's no law that says you you can't do that people submit their DNA willingly and then you sign if you want other family members to be able to find you, like yeah. long lost family members. And so, I mean, you sign, you sign, you put your DNA out there, That's shit happens. Um, so they're really, really hoping that as technology goes, they'll be able to find the killer. Um, so the legacy of the Amber Alert, and I'm kind of skipping through, the article is really cool to read. So if you have time, I'll put it on the website and you can read it. Um, but when uh, the legacy of the Amber Alert, uh, so Lopez said uh, that whenever the phone lights up with an alert of a missing child, the reminder always goes to Amber. Yeah. He said, whenever I'll see it, a lot of times I think how much I wish it was a service that had been available at the time of her abduction because they feel like they, they could have found her. Um, Amber's abduction prompted the creation of Amber Alert, which grew into an international child abduction alert system. Since Texas program was implemented in 2002, uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety has activated uh, 251 Amber Alerts and 263 children were safely recovered from those alerts. Clearly multiple miss children missing at once. That's yeah. how that those numbers. Um, although local authorities can issue regional Amber Alerts, they must ask the Department of Public Safety to send statewide alerts. Uh, the ch missing children cases have to have to meet specific criteria to qualify for a statewide Amber Alert, including whether there is enough information available to disseminate the alert to the public and the level of danger the child could be in. In other circumstances, police may issue an alert about a missing child, but not through the same media channels as an Amber Alert. 
So there are backup alerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are other systems to say, hey, this child is missing, but they might not necessarily be as in much in danger to activate the actual Amber alert. So that was kind of interesting, you know. Um, so Lopez says at least she saves lives through that. So um, the end of this article goes on to say uh, that if you have, uh, they're, they're not giving up on this case. They're going to find the killer, whatever it takes. They've got um, evidence yeah. that they're not going to release because only the killer would know and they don't want false uh, false confessions to the case. Yep. So they do have evidence that the public doesn't know about, so that's good. They do have DNA evidence that at some point they will submit. Um, but if anybody happens to be listening that knows anything about the Amber Hangerman case, uh, you can call the tip line at 817-575-8823. And Oaks Dairy Farm is offering a $10,000 reward for information information leading to an arrest of and the closure of this case so if you happen to be in the arlington area and you happen to know what happened to amber call it in people get your money just don't be the person that has come up with a story because it's been 25 fucking years and yeah yes please don't be that person like don't don't send the the cops on a wild goose chase yeah like if you know something share if you don't you know it is what it is yeah I know $10,000 is a lot of money, but it ain't worth it. No. If you don't know anything. Yeah. That's interesting. Which uh, actually brings me to the thing I shared to my mom and my sister the other day about an 11-year-old girl that avoided being captured in Florida. Wow. Yeah. So you, sister. She was sitting on, like, in a little grass knoll waiting on the bus. And come to find out, the man that tried to kidnap her had stopped to talk to her two weeks prior at the same location. You know, just being a fucking creep. Yeah. And the only reason he was caught is, well, one, she got away. But two, she was playing with like a blue slime and she smeared it all over his, like all over him as she was fighting to get away. Good for her. And that's how the police found this guy. Because she was able to give a description. Somebody had a like a doorbell camera type thing going. So they yeah. caught video of the vehicle. But like imagine if she didn't get like if she didn't get away. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy straight up looks like a fucking Well you have to but... keep in mind this was also in 96. Yeah. So we didn't have the ring cameras. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't have I mean I'm sure that somebody had security but, I mean, she was at an abandoned grocery store. So, even if there were security cameras, they weren't on. Yeah. And so, it was all eyewitness. But good for that 11-year-old girl. Like, that's what people need to teach their kids. Like, stranger danger is a real thing. And here's what to do if somebody tries yeah. to take you. And, you know, you do whatever you can. Eye gouge. I don't care. Like, poke that fucker in the eye. Do what you got Smear slime all over his face. Like, you do what you gotta do. 
Well, it's like when I was little growing up, I was outside playing by myself. And I remember a guy in a van pulled over and asked me if I wanted candy. And he held candy out the window. Like, not to joke about it. But I was oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, let me go ask my mom. And I ran inside. And I said, hey, mom, the guy outside wants to give me candy. Can I get it? And she looked out the window and he drove off. Wow. But, yeah, like. Those were my best friends. I know. That and that bad. was, like, in the 90s, early 90s. So I would have been right up there with the Amber case in Texas. Go figure. Fucking creepers in Texas. What the fuck? But, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was outside just playing in the grass, like, picking fucking clovers who the fuck knows with my little bubble mower you know having a good time but i couldn't have been any more than four or five different times now you like i love the street we live on now because i do see kids outside riding their bike playing having a good time and i feel like the street that we live on right now is safe enough because everybody around this area looks out for everybody else yeah now we may have a creeper you, there's always going to be that creeper somewhere yeah but the fact that i can drive up into my driveway and the kids down the street are riding their bikes up and down the hill you know it just it kind of it makes my heart happy but at the same time you're just kind of like well like the chances of somebody on your Don't. street being found are higher than amber's case yeah yeah, yeah. so it just uh it just kind of you don't see that very often anymore. Kids outside playing because everybody's so terrified. That or they're but, living out in the country by themselves. <laughs> well, do you blame them? No. Disconnected from the world. I get it. The AI conversation got gotcha. you. I understand. Yeah. Be right. <laughs> You'll recover. It's fine. It's fine. Well, that, that yeah, that's crazy. So that's Am Amber Hangerman and the Amber Alert system. That's really sad. I they haven't was... found the killer yet. I know. 25 years later they're gonna find them well, i know they are yeah with the dna now they they just need to i guess find funding to send it off can you imagine um what they're gonna come up with in 10 years from now or another 25 years like what detectives are gonna be able to use to solve cases probably the, just it'll be the same shit they use in like the tv series now like it'll be an actual thing not just a televised thing not just a televised how quickly oh yeah this these fingerprints came back to so-and-so in that article i read that's where the girl got the idea to put the slime all over him i was watching ncis or law and order one of the two and she had seen it in an episode and knew that that's how like that's Good where she her. got the idea yeah so that makes me proud but yeah if only all kids could like fight off their creeper abductors I know every time my phone goes off, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, I start and, looking uh, like a crazy person. The only thing person. I can do, the <laughs> only thing that I can do is silence my phone and just say a prayer. Like, you don't have to believe in God or higher power, but that family, can you just imagine being the mother of a child that's been abducted? I can't. Um, I would kill people. I, I would end up on the news as a serial murder murderer because I have just tore through the entire fucking area trying to find my kid yeah it, uh, uh. so i silence my phone i say a prayer because that's what i can do and hopefully i'll see later on on the news you know whoever was missing has been found which 
it's always wonderful when you can read that like this child was found and you're like oh thank god yeah you know you can breathe again yeah so it's crazy but that was my story amber hangerman and the amber i I felt like i needed to give her a little justice because you know it is what it is 25 years is a long time yep but they're gonna find the motherfucker hopefully Mm -hmm. they're gonna find him and he's suffering right now that's god's justice i don't know like people that do dumb shit like that again they're already screwed up in the head and then you already know like you know that they don't feel guilt or remorse unless they're just that off person that decides one day man i really want to do something fucking daring but not in the good way and then they do some dumb shit like that and then eventually like they turn themselves in but very rare you know i just karma's a bitch and i don't want to fuck with karma after taking a life (laughs) Nope. I'm just saying, like, karma's a bitch. So hopefully, you know, the family, the family needs justice. Luckily, they were able to recover her. They were able to mourn her, and they were able to put her to rest. But they still don't have the justice. Yeah, and that's all they're missing. Mm-hmm. So, well, fingers crossed. Hopefully soon. Fingers crossed. And then we'll get an article that they finally found the fucking pervert, mm-hmm. creeper, dickhead. Anyway. Well, that was a very interesting topic. All it did was make me more annoyed. Thank you. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. I just. But something good came out of it. Yeah. Like we have the Amber Alert system now and children are being saved through this. And if I were to be brutally murdered, you know, or probably. Whatever. Nothing would ever good come out of it. I would just be dead and haunting people because, I mean, I think that would be fun. Or, or I'll reincarnate. be reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> reincarnate. So, and still haunt um, the guy. Still haunt the guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, because of this case specifically, and it got so much national attention, they were able to create a system for children who do get abducted. And they have, it's actually saved lives. So. Well, that and it's an international program, if I heard you right. Yeah, so, like, it's not just a U.S. thing or a North America yeah. thing. It's worldwide, so that's pretty that's good. Pretty, yep, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I appreciate your All topic. Right. I try. You did good. I'm smiling like our listeners can see me yeah, smiling. Yeah, don't worry. I smiled back at you like they can see me. <laughs> I but, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I should probably tell them this awkward pause. This who he does. I'm We're being weird. Moving like, <laughs> on. All right. Well, um, my story is also in the realm of murder, and it's creepy murder. And oh, uh, we're taking a trip to Germany, and like much of my topics, I was actually going to talk about this a couple weeks ago, and it was okay. still too soon after the many types of murderers. So I thought on it. I've, for a I, while. Did I fuck up your murder stories after that? <sighs> no, it's like, I didn't really intend to do murder. I actually was looking for haunted asylums and I came across this asylum that I'm going to speak about. And then it turned really dark, really fast. And I was like, I must look into this. And then I did. And now I'm going to talk about it. I'm so excited. Let's go dark. <laughs> Um, 
So do I need to get my black lipstick? I don't even own lipstick, but I'll find some. You black know, lipstick. funny enough, um, the the murderer was into <gasps> uh, goth women. So if you want to put your black lipstick on, you could. Maybe I'll just I'll just go natural, all natural, like I always do. You know, so, I hate lipstick. Uh, I hate that shit on my lips. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. We were going dark. I had to. I had to let out my dark secret. I hate lipstick. That's my dark secret. That's not my darkest secret, but that is a dark secret. You hate lipstick? Okay, so it's not a dark secret at all. Everybody knows I hate lipstick. I but don't think you even like makeup. I hate makeup. I'm pretty sure there was one time in high school, Ben, that there were a few of us times. held you down to just even put eyeshadow there were on. several times where you beat me with a brush to put the yeah. eyeshadow on. Yeah. You had to and then you beautiful. tried that glitter bullshit. I still hate glitter. Oh, my God. Glitter just enrages me. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, let's let's go to your dark story. Okay, so it started out. I was looking for haunted, creepy asylums. I, I actually wanted haunted, but I came across one, Belitz Hellstätten in Belitz, German Germany, rather. It's actually just a really derelict hospital that's still in use today. What? <sighs> Like, people just can't let go of these ginormous fucking asylums and hospitals. But. What's wrong with, like, breaking down the building and building something new? I don't know. Maybe because back then the structures were built so well that they can withstand that time. I mean, you can still do that today. Uh, Yeah, but. Yeah, I was going to say they don't because it takes a lot of time, money, patience, people, materials. So, Belitz Hillstetten, I'm just going to call it Belitz Hospital, was built in 1898. Wow. It was a wow. <laughs> it was a hospital complex with about 60 buildings located in the district of Belitz. Between 1898 and 1930, the complex served as a sanatorium for lung diseases, generally housing those with the then fatal conditions such as tuberculosis. Another TB clinic, huh? Yes. Um, During the First World War, it served as a field hospital that treated the earliest casualties from those that were suffered from new weapons such as machine guns and mustard gas. Wow. It also treated Adolf Hitler, who at the time was not important. He was just a normal soldier fighting, you know, and a normal Austrian just fighting the World War. Wow, Hitler actually did something for his country? Yeah, and uh, he was... Blinded by a gas attack, and then he was injured by a grenade that went off. So he ended up, yeah, he ended up with an iron cross due to battle, like a wound in battle. Yeah. Huh. Uh, But again, like I found a really entertaining blog by a blog called Abandoned Berlin. It actually doesn't give an author, and I think it's because it's shared between various writers. Um, But he, like, this whole thing is very funny. I was entertained the whole time I read it. Like, I read the whole damn thing. That's pretty We'll funny. have to share it. Well, we'll share it on the webpage. For sure. But, like, that one and then the other two I got from Atlas Obscura and then my murder side is Murdertopia. Of course, his successful treatment would then set, you know, the stage for the hospital to be used again in World War II um, to treat Nazis during the war. It was re- uh, occupied by the Russians in 1945 and served as a Soviet military hospital for the next 15 years until 1995. It continued to operate for the Nazis even after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Wow. 
It also became a luxury hospital for the Communist Party members uh, in East Germany. So they were treated there as well, like the proper treatment. So if you were big head honcho in the government, like you were taken well care of. What happened to everybody else? They just had to die on the street. No, I think they were just treated in like the lower levels. Like they were still given good treatment, but you know, you yeah, don't just have not power and VIP. money. Yes. <laughs> just not the VIP experience just here at the VIP. Oh, you're dying. Sorry. I got to go help Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Who at the time was then, <laughs> was then famous, but I don't think he ever made it back to the hospital. Um, so today, even today, a few of the sections of the enormous hospital are still used for neurological rehabilitations and Parkinson's research. Wow. Uh, the majority of the complex, including the surgery ward, psychiatric ward, and a rifle range have been abandoned and left to decay in the surrounding forest. This area was used in 2002 for a set in The Pianist. So a movie called The Pianist. And I'm pretty sure it's about a deaf woman who plays the piano. My mother's seen the movie. I remember her talking about it, but. I don't think I've seen it, but that sounds like Beethoven. Wasn't Beethoven deaf? Yeah. Um, you can still uh, visit it and tour it. Uh, some sections are tourable. They do have like tickets you can buy um, or you can venture off on your own. But it's, you know, highly. If you plan to go off on your own. Make sure you're not breaking into buildings to visit parts of the more creepier stuff because that's what's, of course, locked away. And then um, make sure you're dressed for the occasion because there are bits and pieces that could still injure you. You know, make sure you get your tetanus shot, all that good jazz. Yeah. And uh, make sure you bring plenty of food and water. So basically you're going into combat. Uh, Against. Have your back, your combat backpack. uh, Yes. Against the natural decay of a building and a sanatorium hospital. So what if they're going to continue to use it, why don't they reinforce it? Uh, because of the money, the financial part behind it all, it's it just takes too much money for it to be completely redone. And it's way too big. Um, so originally, let's see. So in 1898, when they first started building this, they bought around 140 hectares. I don't okay. like I know that's large. I just don't know how large that is. But big enough to build a, you know, huge tuberculosis sanatorium. Yeah. It was also utilized during the World Wars by the Red Cross. So, okay, pretty famous thing. And then in 1920, when they expanded it further, for whatever reason, um, they added another 200 hectares. It's huge. That's like huge. Like, in the pictures, it's yeah. fucking large. But the majority of it, again, is decaying and... Yeah. can or cannot be toured so i like they wanted to repair the whole place it looks like in 2001 but due to the level of various stages of decay like they just ran out of money and resources to fix it um but in 2008 this is where we get into the murder oh a recent murder yeah, kind of kind of um anja who was a 20 year old model was beaten with a frying pan and strangled to death by a fetish photographer who then had sex with her corpse. Oh, it was all part of the sex game, apparently sadomasochism gone wrong. Wow. And so that's just one story. I didn't go into that. Like I started to read about it and then I just skipped yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's difficult to read about those that type of murder because it's just like, oh. 
the one I focused on, it wasn't at this location. I don't think I found it at the location, but it was in the same area. area. Okay. We're going to talk about Wolfgang Schmidt, who has now under, undergone hormone therapy and is now a woman who goes by the name Beat Smith or Schmidt. At the time that she was Wolfgang Schmidt was a former police employee who should have been caught in what he was doing sooner than he was, but he was working with evidently some very who nobody gives a fuck teammates, colleagues. So in the area of Germany, he is known as the Beast of Belitz or the Pink Giant. And I'll get more into that. Okay. He seems so uncomfortable right now. It is. It's like, it's so (laughs) awkward. (laughs) So the Belitz murderer, the Pink Giant or the Beast of Belitz, who is now known as Biat. It's called the Beast of Belitz. I like that one. So in the time of his rampage of murder, uh, he managed to kill five women and a baby between 1989 and 91. Wow. He tried to kill at least three more, and he attacked a woman and left her seriously injured and also attacked two 12-year-old girls. The fuck? In every one of his attacks. And now he wants to be a woman? Yes. And this This is... This motherfucker is fucked up. Yeah, and the reason... He's one of those touchy, I have to touch my murder victim people. When he did his interview or, you know, his psychiatric fucking debriefing, he wanted to be the woman. Like, as he was doing it, he envisioned himself as this person. Like, the whole thing is fucked up. It usually is. So, so hold on. Hold on. I got to wrap my brain around this. (laughs) So, as he's killing the woman. Yes. He envisioned himself as that woman. So basically, he wanted to kill himself. I don't know. I don't know. It almost seemed like a control slash fetishy slash it all of a sudden turned into fucking having sex with naked women. I don't know. Or uh, having sex with fucking dead women. Like, I don't. I was about like, to say, my, a lot of sex with women is naked. Mentally. But... No, not always. Not always. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is. Yep. Uh, so he just is obviously. He's fucked up in the head. Yeah. Like legitimately. Uh, I read a history thing about him. I don't have the article up now, but basically growing up, it, you know, it was very shunned back in that time in the eighties, oh, yeah. like to want to be a woman. Um, yes. but he was always caught by his mother and dad wearing his mom's, you know, bras and panties and like wearing pantyhose and like he was always doing really like wanting to be a woman and his dad basically disowned him and you know was like man you're off in the head and his mom also shunned him because his dad was so do you think that that is the reason he became a a, a serial killer i think he was fucked up in the head i don't think like that gives any no that i mean shouldn't be an excuse yeah but Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Either that or he just really enjoyed the thrill of raping and killing women. Well, that is true. Because maybe he was jealous of women. He wanted to be a woman. And so he killed women because they were women. Biologically women. Yeah. Uh, In 1989, in the town of Brandenburg, then Wolfgang Schmidt murdered a 51-year-old, I can't even say her name, 
So a 51-year-old woman who was outside planting tulips in her garden. The police suspected the husband of murdering his wife in March, but he committed suicide by poisoning himself with pesticide because I don't know why. Like, I guess the pressure of being accused of his wife's murder was just too much for him to bear. Yeah. Um, On the 24th of May in 1990, Schmidt raped a 55-year-old Krista and then murdered her by strangling her with a cord, and her body was later found in a junkyard on the 25th of May. At the scene, the investigators found pink ladies' underwear, which didn't belong to the victim. This then became a sign that Schmidt would use every time he raped and murdered. Women's panties at the scene. A victim. Oh, pink panties. Pink. Pink panties. (sighs) Yes. That did not belong to the victim. They were just, I guess, some he stashed in his fucking pocket. All right, got to get ready for my murder. Where are my pink panties? Where are my pink panties? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I washed them. Um, On the 13th of March in 91, Schmidt stabbed a 34-year-old Einge to death in the woods of Neuendorf, Belize. Her body was found a week later by hikers. She had also been raped. On the 22nd of March in 91, 44-year-old Tamara was walking through the woods with her three-month-old son in his stroller. The Russian military hospital, so Belich, the Belize hospital, where her husband was working. So that's where she was walking. Schmidt grabbed the toddler out of the stroller and smashed him against the tree, killing him instantly. Then he gagged Tamara, uh, Tamara with a brawl, strangled her to death, and then raped her motherfucker doesn't deserve to be a woman no i'm all about like transgender whatever but that motherfucker doesn't deserve to be a woman so i'm not calling him a she i'm gonna call him a he piss him off motherfucker yeah right but now we're in the new era and since you know transgender is the new thing and because he wants to be a she in this case you lost that right right when you decided to rape and murder women and children and molested corpses. Anyway, 14 days after the death of Tamara and her son, on the 5th of April in 91, Schmidt spotted two 12-year-old girls in a wooded area oh nearby goodness. a village church. He grabbed a hold of one of the girls and was only able to scratch at her face with a knife. The girl fought Good for her. him off and escaped. For the first time, police were finally able to get a description of the man from the two girls who were attacked. The police believe this man was the Belitz murderer or the beast of Belitz or the pink giant. From there, they were able to uh, make a composite sketch and it was then prepared and published. The same day that the two girls were being questioned about their attacker, Schmidt entered the home of a 66-year-old in a spruce forest near Belitz, strangled her, and defiled her corpse. It wasn't until the 1st of August when there were two men jogging in the woods that they discovered a man masturbating with a bra on under his jacket, and I think I read somewhere that he had a pair of pink underwear. It's then that the two men grabbed him and then handed him over to police, and then that's when he was finally arrested. In 92, Schmidt was sentenced to 15 years in prison, and they sent him to the forensic hospital in Brandenburg. 15 years, that's it? Wow. Yep. Yep. And 92... No, no, no. Schmidt asked the court asked the court that if he would be addressed in the future as a woman and asked that his name could be changed. And in two thousand one that's when they granted his Fuck wishes. you. You enjoyed that penis too much. Fuck you. You killed and raped 
women and children. Fuck you. Like, dead women. Like, you killed women and then raped them. You don't get to be called a woman. Like, to this day, uh, Schmidt is still in prison. But now, and I'm pretty sure he's in a psychiatric hospital. Probably where he should have been his his whole life. But Like, no shit. Um, In the much more snowflake world that we live in, like, the much more... I don't, like, I, a lot of things in this world really piss me off. Like, I, if you want to be a man or you want to be a woman, cool, just don't go out and start raping and murdering people because, yes. So, that is the story of the Pink Giant. Schmidt served 15 years in prison and then was sent to a psychiatric hospital where Schmidt is still living today. Gotcha. So... I got you. But there are a lot of articles on this. Uh, I had to translate quite a few of them because there were, you know, stories and stuff about it. But, like, imagine, like, imagine, there's no remorse in this man. He killed a fucking a three-month-old child, like a toddler. And I find it very offensive that he wants to be a woman now. He's always no, wanted to be a woman you. since his, he was a kid. But, well, we just didn't have the technology or right. the, you know, means to make a man a woman and a woman a man. Yeah, but transgender people don't just go out and murder people of opposite sex and then decide, you know, oh, well, now I'm in jail. I'm going to become a woman. Like, a male that feels like they're a woman, like, I feel, no, screw you. Fuck you. I mean, for sure, we'll take away your penis. You clearly don't need that anymore. Yeah. So, but, um, the building itself, like the hospital is actually pretty cool. Like I'll share this blog post, but at the very bottom of the blog post, there are some pretty cool pictures. Like a lot of the murals and stuff are still on the walls and like a lot of the like toys and stuff that were left behind are still on the walls. So the one thing that they noted about this place is that even in the most decayed parts of the building, the windows still stand. Yeah. Wow. Like the windows are still there. That's yeah, interesting. So. But yeah, the, so that is the Beast of Belites, uh, the Pink Giant, a fucking creeper. That was that was rough. But imagine like rough. he went on a killing spree for two years. Like I get that there's gaps in between, but imagine again we're going back to the creepers trying to touch girls, little girls, little kids. Like what? I think that pisses me off more than anything. Like children are yeah. innocent. Leave them the fuck alone. Let them enjoy their innocence. Yep. I refuse to call you a woman. You are always going to be a man. It's a very um, depressing topic. That was rough. It's so creepy. But I don't like, I don't know what category he would fall under. Fucked up. I know that one, but. Mm -hmm. Isn't that most of the categories? Um, Well, surely that was psychological. There was something going on in his psyche. And he's also still in an institution so i would put him under let's let's scroll down to the i don't think he was power oriented a hedonistic mission oriented or visionary nice. probably visionary because he was psychotic oh no but he didn't hear voices he just killed yeah he just killed. Uh, he probably followed or whatever one that necrophilia one is. The mission ori- oriented killed a specific group of people, but it didn't really make the world a better place. Probably the thrill of killing, you think? The hedonistic yeah. one? Becomes sexually yep. aroused. 
due to the act of murder. That's probably him. History fact! Hit, hit us with a fun fact, Sarah. Since you've depressed us. From Coach Humphreys, Coach Humphreys' history facts page. This Dipley fact states that in 2010, Stockholm ran a speed lottery to make the road more safe and fun. They set up speed cameras around the city and charged drivers going over the limit. If you pass a speed camera going under the speed limit, it would automatically enter you into the lottery and the pot was paid by speeding drivers. Like, how fun is that? And it's still going today. Like, I think some other European countries have adopted it as well. Well, that's cool. Yeah, a lot of money. Me too. Got that. <laughs> got that lid. But like, this is in the major city. I don't think it's on the back roads and stuff. But but it gives you like a little thumbs up if you're doing good, and a thumbs down if you're not. And you, of course, you get a ticket months later because it's Europe. But yeah. that is pretty cool. I, it wouldn't stop me from speeding. I'd have to pay a lot of money. I probably wouldn't be able to afford, be able to afford those tickets. That was creepy as fuck. What your door opened. And air door open it's, at you know, the same time. It's they are they are, <laughs> they are definitely on ESP. Well, all right. So that is the end. The end. So Not this week, uh, I would like to take a moment to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate you listening. Please like and share us. Uh, that really really helps us out. Uh, and if you really want to help us out, we have a Patreon page at coffee chaos chatter yeah. uh or backslash coffee chaos chatter yeah. um you can find us on social media facebook and instagram coffee chaos chatter we made this extremely easy um we have a website and all of the links and the pictures we post them on our website they're under the uh what is it episode info i think is so that what it's um uh, I post all the pictures and all of our what uh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, episode goods on the episode goods little page. Uh, but our website is coffeechaoschatter.com. Um, if you want to share stories with us or you have a topic idea you want us to talk about, um, or if you just want to say, hey, you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at coffeechaoschatter.com at gmail.com at gmail.com wow <laughs> yeah it's an email not an address or yeah. not a web address Look. rewind we're gonna try this again <laughs> uh email us at coffeechaoschatter at gmail.com that's our email uh and all of these links are also on our web page so you can just kind of click and it'll automatically take you there we tried to make it very easy for everybody um i think that's it and what sabrina means by it'll really help us out if you like share follow you know all the good jazz is because you sharing with friends and family gets us more followers and listeners which in turn will allow us to start doing ads and stuff so like we have a few companies we'd really like to sponsor but until we get more Mm -hmm. followers listeners and our ads will not, hopefully, will not interrupt the actual podcast. We'll try to put them at the beginning or the end. So, yeah. um, but the ads that we have in mind are really cool. We're not going to sponsor Lamos. That's not the plan, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, like, share us, hit us up. Love us. Love us because we're lovable. Tell well, us we're doing lovable. 
great. Tell us we're doing bad. No, you're lovable. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm cuddly sometimes. Yeah, well, same here. I'm like a Sour Patch Kid. First you're sour, sour then sweet. Then you're sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a really good description, actually. I'm just saying. I was telling my mom yesterday that you told me, I don't even remember when, but when we first started hanging out, like you hated hanging out with me, like you despised my existence. You told me that. I believe that I did. Yeah, way and back in I, fifth grade, you, know, you told me really I was funny. annoying. She brought that up, and I said, you know, it's probably because I grew up as a military brat, and when we first met was, like, when I first got there, like, when we first got to East Texas, and so in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not going to make friends with anybody, because in three to four years, like, it's not going to matter anyways, and so I'm really glad that you just kind of kept right on rolling with those punches, because here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I annoyed you, evidently. (laughs) 20 years later, you're still annoying the fuck out of me, and I love you to death. 20 years? Has it been 20 years? It's been, yeah. It's been longer than that. Well, all right, 20 plus years. Fuck. Stop telling people how old we are. What is wrong with you? We're old, guys. We'll be 35. Well, Sabrina's already 35 this year. I'll be 35 in July. That's how old we are, and we're awesome. Mic drop. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We love you. <laughs> bye. Bye. I don't know who we're saying bye to now. The listeners.